Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Sasha. I'm Caleb. And I'm Notch. Who are you guys again? And uh, what, 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 are you, what are we here for? What are we doing? Soccer? Um, I don't know what that is. Can you help? Huh? What? Well, we're back. I believe the last episode we made was in March still. So uh, it's been a couple of months. It's still March, right? <laughs> so, also forever, so I'm sure it is. Yeah. Uh, and as you, as the listeners can probably tell, we're recording this over Zoom. So um, we are not yet back to recording in person. Uh, I doubt we will be anytime soon. Although now the governor says small meetings of 10 people are fine. So we can have seven of our favorite listeners join us. <laughs> so I can't bring my entourage. Is that you telling me? <laughs> I can't bring my I'm mm, a deal breaker, honestly. Right. Um, I didn't realize I, that Neymar joined our podcast on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a birthday party. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we, we, we're back because we actually have soccer to talk about, unlike previous weeks. Um, we thought about, you know, bringing in some like famous people to interview them about their lives. And then we were like, we don't know any famous people. So. <laughs> Um, and uh so yeah so 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 this is it now we finally have something to talk about so we're going to talk about it and um i but i wanted to know i guess see i'm slowly remembering the things that we used to do on this podcast one of those was me asking you some sort of existential question that was difficult but that sounds like life right now is one big existential (laughs) question that's difficult so i'm just gonna keep it to escape come on man Right. I'm just going to keep it easy and ask you guys, like, what are you doing? What were you doing during the lockdown? What are you doing now? Uh, how are you keeping busy? Has your life changed? Uh, yeah, I, I'm still working. I'm still going into work. Um, quote unquote essential, air quotes, heavily on that term right there. Um, so I'm working still. And But uh, my wife and I got switches, switch lights. I've been playing a lot of that. Um, I thought you said your wife, you and your wife got switched like that, you know, movie 13 going on 30 or whatever. <laughs> no, she was, I'm sorry, I have to pause this right now. 13 or going on 30, she but is in her own body, but went forward. Which, which was the one where, where the, the Jamie Lee Curtis move? Was it Jamie Lee Freaky Curtis? Fr- you're talking about Freaking Friday. It's Freaky Friday. Friday. Which is a remake. Which is a remake. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway. Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan. But I digress. Anyway. But you and Taylor switched. did not switch bodies and have shenanigans. No, no, no. We haven't. Okay. That'd, that'd be weird. No, okay. Um so she's really heavy into Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm also playing that. Um I'm playing other games as well. More most um I'm playing the Fire Emblem Three Houses the most. I'm already forty hours into that. Cool. So yeah. And then we watched Last Dance, and are I'm rewatching Scrubs. She's watching it for the first time. Nice. What about, what about you, Sasha? What you been up to? Some of you may have uh, come across me constantly walking around Como Park and Como Lake, and uh, sadly just it's not coughing it, on people. Yeah, just yeah. If you do see me, I, I, I realize <laughs> puppies, everyone. <laughs> I, I do have a funny story about that, and I'll make it short. Uh, so Como Como Lake. Not really it's coughing, but like it is a very popular place for people to walk their dogs. It like it averages like you know, the ratio is one to five humans to dogs. There was this girl, the sweetest little girl, walking her cat around Como Lake, and I'm like, that t- cat is about to be traumatized. <laughs> dogs of every size are gonna be uh, like surrounded. 
Yeah, I uh, you know I we recently. Well, I'll I'll wait. I'll wait. But so so yeah. you've been walking around a lot. You've been out playing there playing Pokemon Go. Yes, playing Pokemon Go. Nice, yeah. nice, very nice. Yeah. Productive use of your time. Yeah. Um, we got cats. That's what I was about to say. And uh, we we were hoping they were going to be cats that wanted to go for walks. And then I I asked myself that question: like, do I want to go outside more right now? And the answer for me personally was no. Uh, I have been taking walks around our neighborhood too, but I've been mostly doing house projects, yo. I've been like upgrading my kitchen, upgrading, looking into building a deck, which is um, kind of an intimidating project to be honest. But I feel like I have the I have the chops to give it a go. So if you know a few months from now you'll see in the news like new homeowner dies under a pile of wood, <laughs> you know you know what happened. I, I you know chewed I'm off more. Dearly. Right, right. Uh, selfish plug for the Together Alune streams that the Dark Clouds do every couple of weeks. Caleb and I have been uh, helping out on those. And so you can join. You can meet Sasha in the chat there sometimes, I'm pretty sure. Uh, maybe one of these days we got to bring you in on the on the horn there as well. But I feel like that would just be like so like, you know, two United fans, like not <laughs> just something for the over. Dark Clouds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And this is where I've been, uh, Notch, Caleb, and Sasha, no one else, and they're not even going to watch it yet. We're just talking about soccer. In fact, the Dark Clouds are now called Two United Fans. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, only two members, but there's three of them, so. Right. I, I feel yeah. a little uh, self-conscious. But anyway, uh, so we've been doing that. And that's been fun, you know, watching yeah. watching some old um, Loon stuff has been very nostalgic. And, it, and... it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, but hey, um, speaking of loons stuff uh we, we're just gonna go straight into our mls and nwsl segment and, and we're gonna skip over the loons segment because there's not really much to talk about with the loons like you know stadium's still there players still exist the office still exists um they've frozen their season ticket payments not much more to report on the loons so all right let's move into a segment that we call bad guys yeah, it's a segment where we discuss American soccer's bad guys at two top divisions, MLS and NWSL. Uh, very quickly for the NWSL, uh, Sasha, I believe they have extended their um, shutdown mode at the moment, correct? Uh, they have. And sorry, you, you completely caught me off guard here. I, <laughs> I believe they have. Uh, you uh, are right, sir. You are right. They have. They have, <laughs> they have. They have pushed forward their their games at least until June eighth, I believe, and they are considering a tournament, a one month tournament fo- format held in Salt Lake City in Utah, yes. which could start as early as July first. A uh, little preview for you all. We have been talking for the well since February with Rachel Krieger. Uh, to come on board and do a NWSL preview for us as soon as the NWSL actually announces a a, a tournament or a plan or whatever, we'll bring her on board to to discuss USL for us or NWSL for us. We're very excited to to discuss that with her. What do you guys think? One month tournament, Salt Lake City, um, probably closed doors. You would think. I would assume closed doors. Yes. Would you, would and- would you? Would, would, is that something that you think could replace a league season well? I, w- I would watch it either way. Because yeah. there's not going to be anything else to watch this summer. And if they have good broadcasting, I mean, I would be really pumped to have that, have something to fill the gap. Right. The one thing you have going for you in this situation is TV rights. There's not 
a lot of soccer going on. Right now, there's only one league, I think the Korean League. So if you can get a tournament going and scheduled and televised on a major network somewhere, because they, they're going to need content, live sports content. Um, that puts a lot of eyes in your lead. Yeah. And a tournament could be a lot of fun, whether you do it like a round-robin World Cup style, then knockout stages, or you just do the knockout stages. It could be a lot of fun to see how that plays out for them. You know, it's, it's interesting for me because I, I feel like if MLS, NWSL, and USL coordinated and had similar style tournaments, but they do it like one month MLS, one month NWSL, one month USL, it could really benefit everybody by getting more eyeballs on each of these um, leagues, which, which could be really cool, you know? Uh, but, I would really enjoy that. But that would mean the USL and MLS like working together? That's like... <laughs> I mean, Corona like can change a lot of things, Notch, but... Now, MLS on top, and then like USL below, that was like a, in like a pyramid. <laughs> you know, and like working together to make one pyramid. But that would never happen. Take off the tinfoil hat, Caleb. Speaking of MLS, let's move into talking about Major League Soccer. They have extended their moratorium on small group and team training until June 1st. However, some teams returned to individual training after having met um, some sort of stringent protocol that I don't think we want to read out on this uh, on this podcast. It's not worth going through all the little things that they had to do to make sure that it was okay to start training. One of the teams that returned to individual training was Minnesota United FC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been, I, I read a little bit of their protocol. Basically, they had to get their temperature checked when they get out of the car and then they're escorted, not escorted, but they, because that would mean that you'd get close to somebody. But you, they walk to this 10 foot by 10 foot square, I think it's like some large square on a pitch at NSC where then they stay in that little square and I bet Heath walks down the middle barking orders at everybody. I don't know how it works, you know. Um, it's got to be kind of weird though to be around all your teammates, but you're in this little square. It's probably weird, but probably is still an upgrade from being, you know, practicing in your backyard or whatever your apartment is. And yeah. I mean, uh, being at NSC, I think it's probably a, a breath of fresh air for all the players. Fair enough. Just being out and seeing your teammates in person as well probably helps a lot with just mentally getting through this. Um, as long as they keep a distance, no hugging, guys. Right. Uh, MLS is considering playing games in Orlando behind closed doors. Uh, the format has been a few different formats have been pitched according to various folks on Twitter. Adrian Heath mentioning some sort of World Cup, quote unquote, based format. And so it remains to be seen how the league chooses to return and when it chooses to return. Almost certainly it's going to be behind closed doors. LA Galaxy have frozen all of their season ticket payments. FC Cincinnati put out a updated ticket policy that said that if a game was to be played without spectators or uh, is officially canceled, they would apply any 2020 payments made as a credit to the 2021 account balance. And they would also give their fans a 10% appreciation credit. Um, but they're also offering refunds as well. So, um, it remains to be seen how other teams respond to this. I know Minnesota United has frozen their season ticket payments, but you had to ask for it, I believe, or not ask for it. You had it was done by default, but you could choose to continue paying towards your season tickets. Um, and uh, so it's it just uh, depends on what 
you know, what you, if, if you, if you, by default, you don't have to continue paying. So that's kind of nice uh, of Minnesota United to do. MLS All-Star news. Yeah, uh, MLS has decided to cancel the All-Star game that was going to be at Bank of California against the All-Stars of Mexico. Uh, the plan is to have it at the same venue uh, with the same opponents. So the same theme, I guess, uh, U.S. versus Mexico uh, in 2021. We also canceled Campeones Cup and the League's Cup. Oh, no. So, that's uh, so sad. We aren't those can... the same thing? <laughs> I thought they were the same thing. The integrity of those competitions <laughs> is compromised now. Oh, no. Uh, the company Cup 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 is gone. Uh, not surprising here, honestly. I yeah. would be shocked if any international games go forward anytime soon. So I, I wanted to I wanted to get your opinions on MLS um, and returning. I would ask you about USL or NWSL, but those aren't the leagues that we as fans um, support with our local team. So there's no chance of actually you know going to those games or something like that. But I so I wanted to make it personal for you guys. If there are games with fans, maybe late this year or something like that, would you want to go? Um, do you think MLS should come back right away? And I'll preface this by saying we're not public health officials. We're not scientists. <laughs> Shit, we're just three idiots on a podcast, right? Um, well, hey, hey, hey. Sasha's been very smart. We're two idiots Sasha. <laughs> so, so this is just like I'm asking for your opinions and more than like, you know, your, your recommendation, okay? So just opinions. Um, one of the benefits of uh, being an adult is you can defer between what you want and what you should do. And of course I would want to go to a game. I think all of us would want to, I would want to, even if for an away game, you know, have a watch party at Blackheart and, you know, drink like crazy and be in close proximity with all, all, you know, all the supporters, but I won't. I'm very skeptical to, you know, even be, even being around 10 people is kind of an eerie prospect for me right now. Cause I don't think it's safe. So. Yeah. Uh, I think no matter what happens this year, I will not be going to Allianz or any watch parties just in concern for my safety and the safety of others. I'm still going to work. I'm still working with about 20 people in my warehouse that I work in. So basically if one of them did sick, I could put it a whole bunch of people at risk and I don't want to do that. Um, I don't think MLS should come back with fans until there's a vaccine. I know for all sports leagues, um, behind closed doors is the best way to go. I think all eyes right now are on the Bundesliga as they just started this past weekend. See how they go through their protocols and how they go through their, basically how the games are. And if there's any spike in uh, cases within the clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, it's really dependent on what happens in Germany right now. They, and that country did a lot better job of containing the virus than the u.s has yeah i think i think there isn't a kind of one-to-one relationship but certainly we'll see what what can happen when you put these people into these stadiums together like is there um does it go okay or not i think for me it comes down to the player's safety like i i prioritize Mm -hmm. that over anything else um that i may or may not want personally as far as the sport is concerned so if if the league and the governments are able to do it in a way that keeps people safe, um, that are play, that are playing the game, that are coaches, uh, the stadium officials, whatever, you know, like that, that's important. 
I think as far as watch parties are concerned, I haven't made a final decision yet personally for myself. And it's very tough, right? Because we know that the, the bar owners the, the, that are hosting these watch parties, they depend on that for their survival of their businesses that I care about very much. And it's tough to, again, you know, you, you talk about should and uh, want to do, Sasha. And I think that's what it comes down to. It's it's such a tough decision to be making these risks. And I, I really regret the fact that there isn't kind of a consistent message coming through everybody who should be giving us recommendations on what to do. <laughs> There's so much stuff out there that we each have to kind of, I mean, I guess we would be making each indivi- making individual decisions anyway, but it's in this environment, I think it's particularly tough to process all of this information that's coming at you and the lack of um, uh, kind of a, you know, a Barack Obama basically telling us <laughs> what's best <laughs> so we can trust. A competent human. Right. A it's competent, tough. empathetic human. Right. It's really tough. Uh, so anyway, we'll see. I, th- I think it remains to be seen what happens um, when, if and when all of this resumes. And, and it's going to be interesting to see who makes what choices. Because I have spoken to people who have said, I'm going to these watch parties. Like, I need this. I need to be out there. I need to be doing things with other people. And, you know, I, I couldn't stand there in judgment personally if the states deemed it safe, you know. So we'll see what happens. Uh, let's move into our segment called Friends in Low Places. In this segment, it's time to check in with our friends in low places, the U.S. lower leagues. Uh, the USL, <laughs> oh boy, They're, uh, they, they put out a proposal to the USL Players Association, and it was very poorly received. The, the um, Players Association in their counter proposal said that uh, it was delivered in a disrespectful manner with terms <laughs> that were entirely unacceptable. So, what were these unacceptable terms? So, basically, the proposal was divided into two separate categories. Each player was divided into separate categories. If housing is provided by the club, um, that housing is not affected. So, it would be prorated and reduced to 1500 per month. The season resumes. The player's first thousand dollars of salary per month would be unchanged, but then each additional one thousand after that first one thousand would be provided by twenty percent. And then, if housing is not provided by the club, that salary is provided and reduced to eighteen hundred per month. And the salary, the season resumes. The player's first thirteen hundred of salary per month will be unchanged, and then the same with the next thousand um, we provided by twenty percent. So basically, the player makes thirty-three thousand. A three three thousand three hundred a month. That first three hundred protected. The next thousand is provided by twenty percent, and then the next one thousand is provided by forty percent. That's fucking brutal. And yeah, I mean, you got you got to say that these some of these USL teams are not exactly flush with cash. So I get why the USL would make such a dramatic proposal, but <laughs> holy shit! If but, you're gonna propose something like this, you better do it in a respectful way. Yeah. Looking at it right now, like they, if your housing is not provided, they give you extra three hundred dollars, which doesn't cover rent anywhere, as far as you I'm. Get some nice like, cardboard to build yourself you, a fort in your backyard. Not even a trailer you park. Have, you couldn't even. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have like fifteen roommates. You're not living anywhere nice, you know. Right. Uh, hey, but you know what that opens them up to. Put all 24 players in a house and then have a reality show. Your supporters pay for it, you know. Um, Louisville City, big brother, you know. No? No, no the real world. Yeah, the right. real world. 
Giants. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're, we could have Survivor. So superior. Hey, if you could have Minnesota <laughs> not, United and it's we're players. not there yet. We can't have Survivor Charleston. Okay. But 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 okay. If if you could have any reality show with all Minnesota United players and staff, uh, which which reality show format would you pick? Top Chef. <laughs> I, love it. I fucking love it i love it sasha what you got i'd be similar to top chef but it'd be like face off it would be like they're they're required to learn a skill that none of them are, are capable of doing so it's like it's making special effects prosthetics and costumes and just see who's actually like has like an inner skill oh, like uh <laughs> i'm like that netflix show they had like the fashion like a fashion contest where like a bunch of fashion designers had to like make a certain kind of fashion every week That'd be great. I don't remember what the name of it was. I know that Tan France from Queer Eye hosted it, but it would it'd be hilarious to watch those guys try to make any sort of clothing. Yeah, I, I would pick Ninja Warrior just so that we could oh. have some like hilarious stuff with some of the non-athletes and I then don't like want the athletes injured. smoke each other. I don't want anyone to get injured. <laughs> yeah. So we secretly find out that like Shikona is a ninja. <laughs> I want to see what his fro has become in lockdown, man. That they posted a picture of it a couple of days ago. It is fantastic. Yeah. He, is, he looks like he's been canonized with his like halo behind his head. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, okay. Getting back to the USL, the players had a counter proposal where they asked for, a, first of all, they were like, give us a minimum salary of 20K in 2021, which tells you just the difference between MLS and USL, by the way. These guys are asking for a minimum salary of 20K. Like that, the, you know, that's, it's pretty sad that it's the second division dire. players have to do that. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the senior minimum in MLS is like 80,000 a year? Right. Or is that up? They'll be increasing with the new CBA each year, but right now I think it's 80,000 a year. But even, I think the old one, when we entered the league, I think it was like 40 to 60, something like that. I yeah, because exactly. there was that, that story that Brent Coleman made more money playing poker than he did playing soccer. Right. So you see, you see the crazy jump there. And then the USL Players Association also allowed for 10% reduction in player salaries, but only for those making more than $2,000 a month. So, you know, $2,000 a month is $24,000 a year. Um, it's no, that is not a lot. No. <laughs> that is, you that have is. to have 15 roommates with that. Right. Like there's some of these people living in a place like Madison where you know houses not cheap in madison forget houses a studio apartment in madison is going to cost you something like seven to like 900 bucks a month you know what i mean um and, and some of these guys have families and and so it's 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 wild dude it's wild um but we'll see what happens with that we'll we'll let you know when, if and when that is uh that is decided hey um let's let's uh jump into a segment that we call the ludicrous display the ball now the ball's over there the thing about the premier league is that they always try to walk it in and in this segment we talk about the latest from the united kingdom where uh there was testing of premier league people on the may 17th and may 18th what happened caleb um so out of 748 tests um that were conducted across the premier league teams uh six positive tests were found including uh we don't know who the other five are, but one was a Burnley assistant coach, Ian Wong. And that's something that I think we sh- should address is that we're all concerned about the players, but we forget that the coaches are in that 
age demographic, which is very susceptible to this disease. Um, so that's not good. Uh, in comparison, Bunzlida had 10 positive tests out of 1,700 for restarting this past weekend. Those tests were uh, done on May 4th, I believe. Um, they just announced, I think it was today, that we really will be doing uh, individual training at the training grounds. Um, so it sounds like they're going to go ahead with this and just have the people who test positive isolate. Um, that should be monitored, though. We should keep an eye on if there's any more tests, if there's any more outbreaks in the Premier League clubs, and who the other five people are if they are announced at some point. Uh, those six people were across three teams in the Premier League, so they're definitely more than one, at least at one of the clubs in the Premier League, which is not good. I feel like the Premier League will offer a little bit better of an example for MLS because the UK's efforts on COVID haven't <laughs> been exactly coherent um, compared to Germany, at least. So we'll see. Uh, should move on to a segment that we call, they don't call it soccer in brackets. Some do though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. And there's real soccer, but before we get to it, I want to or, or I should say, before we get to the Bundesliga, we should talk about some other real soccer. South Korea resumed some sports. And one of their teams put uh, what have been called sex dolls into the crowd in the stands. Uh, and if you look at pictures, it's hard not to think so. But, I mean, they might be mannequins. Who knows? You know. I mean, were they being used for sex at the time? No, they were fan dolls, obviously. They were I mean, what dolls. makes a sex doll a sex doll versus a mannequin, right? Like, uh, where, I, where is the distinction? You know that that functionality. That... <laughs> <laughs> I think I had this question on my philosophy test in college. <laughs> I mean, there was that like mannequin that Minnesota United used to like for its jersey giveaways that had the fucking bulge the that had bulge. to be hidden with scarves. It's like what David does Bowie what labyrinth bulge? What makes a mascot a furry? I mean, like environment Ashlatan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so anyway go, go look at pictures of those south korean mannequins but hey let's move on to the 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 soccer story of the week the bundesliga it's before back. we start i just say that this was a bad idea i don't think sports should happen in covid but good god was i happy to watch some soccer i'm a hypocrite at heart and i know it <laughs> <laughs> um Looking at uh, the, the fixtures, they were all held behind closed doors. Teams coming back after, you know, long breaks. And I got to say, there was a lot of really sloppy defending to the point where you kind of wonder how much these players are back in the groove of things. Uh, I forget who it was, but somebody was was quoted recently. Um, gosh, I can't remember who it was now. I think it might have been Berbatov saying that, you know, when you play behind closed doors, it doesn't matter how... Um, much how high the stakes are. It just feels like a training match because there isn't that sense of atmosphere, the crowd pushing you on. Um, and there were other people who came out and said that uh, the same thing in, in just a different way, saying that the fans are a huge part of making the experience real. Uh, one notable exception was a certain Mr. Jay Klopp uh, living in Liverpool in England who said, we started playing soccer without fans, you know, as, as kids, and we, we should just... Uh, it's going to be fine. No problem. Let's go. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, of course. But uh, I think, how did you guys find watching these matches? With, you know, you could hear the echoes. You could, the, the music was coming in all tinny, the goal celebration music. 
I think all of the exterior stuff, like the crowds or the lack thereof, was completely lost in my in my, you know, uh, excitement for soccer to be back. And it it's I know it is hypocritical, for, like Caleb said, to say like I don't support this, and I also don't like I don't think it's safe. But yeah, I'm I'm happy it's back because it's like you know you can't just like wave a substance in front of an addict and be like nope don't do it it's not safe I'm like god damn it I'm about to do it yeah, that's how yeah. it is with soccer we all relapsed this weekend I was covering <laughs> scarves and chanting with the in a German accent about in a in all yellow and it was I totally relapsed with soccer um, uh, yeah I I I will take the opposite deck I think it was a little weird and um, I. You know, I like watching high-level soccer. I, I do. I like the tactical stuff. I I can appreciate a well-organized uh, team going up against another well-organized team or just a well-organized team going up against, like, mannequins and just smashing them. <laughs> that's also fun. Well, that's kind of like wait. what happened in the first game this weekend was a well-organized team going up against at least defensive right. mannequins, yeah. Right, exactly. And but but I, I, it just took me out of the experience. And I, I think that there were other things in my life that I needed to do more. And I was like, well, if it's this is going to be the experience, I'm just going to go do those things and watch the highlights later. Um, whereas I think when there's atmosphere, it feels like it's it's something that you can't get um, later on. You know, I feel like every moment, like those moments where the, where the ball isn't going in the, in the back of the net are just so much better because the crowd is, it's like when you, when you're watching a golf game and the crowd goes, Ooh, you know, that, that like, it gives you like that emotional, like, um, release, which I thought was missing. Um, that sense of community, you know, uh, is this making sense? Am I, do yeah. you, do you, no, it, you, it does. Yeah. Go ahead, Sasha. I was gonna say you completely lost me because I thought we were st- we stopped talking about sex dolls and then you brought up smashing mannequins. And- <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think this is also gonna be you know if we don't go to the watch parties and we're watching maybe on a stream or something like that, this is gonna be the like kind of interesting thing. The reason I want to do that is because I would like to watch with somebody else. You know, if it's closed doors, I want I want a communal experience. I was. Just, I just want to point out that I was in a Smashing Pumpkins cover band called Smashing Mannequins. So nice. Smashing okay. Pumpkins covers of Ten Thousand Maniacs songs. So okay. All right. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Schalke versus Dortmund, which Dortmund annihilated Schalke. I believe Schalke has disbanded after this game. Four <laughs> goals scored well, with no was, response. Well, it was Schalke 04, which was also the score. Holland. <laughs> uh, uh, so- Guerrero, Hazard, and Guerrero again. Uh, Sasha, you're the Dortmund fan. You're taking it away. What happened in this game? Uh, despite having no yellow wall, Dortmund like stomped. Uh, Julian Brandt, who was playing out on the left wing, uh, was involved in every goal. He had a great heel flick for that first goal to uh, Thorgan Hazard, who crossed it over to Holland. Uh, then right before the end of, this, of the first half, Guerrero scored again. Uh, the second half started off just the same. Hazard scored. Uh, and then Guerrero, with another assist from uh, Julian Brandt, puts it in the net so they had an easy day and it was a lot more Schalke not being there than Dortmund being back I would say despite being a fan I have to be honest like Schalke was just not there and when you're that good of a team like Dortmund it's easy to walk through them and score four mm-hmm. once this for the second goal you could tell that <laughs> they it was pretty much all over and this goal- the language you know, speaking speaking of those goals being scored, there were those celebrations afterwards where the players had to be like oddly distant. 
uh, and kind of robotic. Some players going off to celebrate facing the crowd, quote unquote. Uh, what did you guys think of that? I appreciate the person who cheered to, to the crowd because it's kind of funny. Like, yeah. yeah. And there's no one there. To, uh, that's kind of funny. It's kind of ridiculous to me to be like, okay, if you celebrate, don't like hug or anything. When, like, in on a corner kick, everyone in the box is basically hugging already. Yeah. It's it seems like putting a bandaid on a gaping wound. That's like it doesn't affect anything, and I don't think it's yeah. It's, it's the, there was another <clears throat> player a few years ago who you know, the stadium was pretty empty. This wasn't like a closed door, but he goes into the stands, sits down, and claps at his own goal. I'm surprised we didn't see a pre- the celebration like that. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, I will say that that in Football Weekly this week, Archie Rintat described the restrictions that are in place for the Bundesliga Stadium. It's kind of interesting to hear just how much they're doing. Uh, for example, we're going to hear in one of the later games, the commentators actually said that they were sitting in separate booths while commentating. So mm-hmm. there's just a massive amount of changes being made. Teams coming out of separate tunnels, no handshakes. Um, and what at the same, like you're saying, Caleb, they're on the pitch, like touching each other a lot, like sweating on each other. Yeah. So. I... Uh, and then we, we had the shot of the substitutes in one of the other games pulling the masks below their noses. <laughs> so, after one of the games. Um, the equivalent of pulling masks down under the nose in terms of soccer score is probably nil-nil, which was Dusseldorf versus Paderborn. Paderborn at the bottom in the relegation spots. Uh, 10 points off safety and looking like they are going down, 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 Dussel down. And uh, Hoffenheim playing Hertha Berlin to a 3-0 loss. Hertha getting the the win, opening the scoring through Kevin Akpoguma. Did I say that right? Akpoguma, own goal. Um, Unfortunately for him, he had a poor game because as Vidat Ibisevich scored. Matthias Cunha Totally breaks Akpoguma's ankles on his way to destroying the third goal for her. The, um, just a day to forget for Kevin Akpoguma and the Hoffenheim team. Yep. Uh, Wolfberg played Augsburg. Wolfberg getting the 2-1 win away from home. Although, does it even matter these days? It does matter that they play <laughs> the like goal song for the home Yeah, and, and they also announced who scored. So they, they know. Everyone right. in the stadium knows who scored because... They're all on the pitch. Right. Um, and, and I guess uh, the other question becomes, like, there was, there was a proposal on Twitter where someone said that they should ha- each team should be allowed one fan who sits behind the goal and, like, just shout stuff. Because you can hear, like, all the stuff the players are saying. So that one fan could, like, really liven things up, you know? <laughs> but uh, new German curse words. <laughs> yeah. Wolfberg opened the scoring uh, off a header from Renato Stefan. Uh, Augsburg equalized... And then both teams had a goal called off or offside, but then Jinzak scored and added time to give Wolfberg the win. Frankfurt played Borussia Mönchengladbach, dip Fedora. Uh, Mönchengladbach getting the 3-1 win uh, with a very um, early goal. So I've been following Frankfurt since last year. I've like, adopted as my Bundesliga team. Lifelong I came fan. down, yeah, since day one. You know, this yeah. was birth wearing an eagle scarf, you know. Um, walked downstairs to watch the game, turned it on, already done one nothing. All right. 
I'm going to let her go upstairs, get some more coffee, come back downstairs, don't do nothing. I was like, well, at this point, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the point? And uh, it was just a clinic put on by McLeodbach. Um I just said defense that wasn't awake or even like, conscious. It was, it was really bad. It was Mark, uh, was it Andrea Plie? Just Plie. Plie was the one that scored the first goal. He was dangerous all game. And then Marcus Thuram scored in the seventh minutes. And then later they got a penalty. And at that point, it's like, it just wasn't probably the first day. And I don't think they're, they, it's, it's been like this all year where they've been lacking confidence and or lacking concentration. And then no same will go and win 5 nothing or 6 nothing. Those teams. It's just, they're so inconsistent. Köln played Mainz, and uh, the game ended 2-2, despite the fact that Köln went 2-0 up in the 52nd minute. A lot of sleepy defenders in the on the pitch, and uh, the Mainz team managed to pull it back with Ovoni, uh, who, who got a goal in the 60th minute, just seven minutes after Köln's second. He's a Liverpool lonely, and this was his first uh, goal for Mainz. Uh, dude's been like he's 22 and he's since 2015 he's been at a bunch of teams in Netherlands, Belgium, and now he's in um, the Bundesliga. And then second 72nd minute, Kunde got the equalizer as the Cologne defense was completely confused uh, in this game. Um, one point out that the first score for uh, Cologne is was Mark Ut. He is on loan from Schalke, who really could have used him honestly. Yeah. Ever since going on loan to Cologne, he's been in. Involved in it all every time he's been on the pitch. Should also mention that Cologne put out the jerseys and memorabilia donated by fans, so they are represented in the stadium, <clears> just kind of sitting there at uh, midfield. So it kind of broke up the kind of unending view of uh, bro- empty seats. I kind of liked it. Some another team had a banner out, but most places all you saw was just empty empty seats. Uh, Union Berlin played Bayern in a co- fixture the commentators called eagerly anticipated. I think that was the case. <laughs> before all of this and now that they don't have any ticket sales i doubt it's more anticipated than anything else in fact probably they don't want a really good team coming to town um and uh byron got the 2-0 win um muller gets a deflection in early gets called back uh, Lewandowski gets a penalty in the 40th minute and then Bollard seals the game in the 80th minute after kimmich sends in a corner exactly right to, to catch Bollard. Bar Leverkusen play Werder, and this game ended 4-1 to Werder. The go- Kai Havertz getting two headers in this game, and then uh, Visa getting a third uh, to make this kind of uh, a very head-forward game. <laughs> very, very heady, this game. Um, right. I believe uh, Werder's only goal was also off a header from right. Selassie. Uh, so, and- yeah. Their, their defense was really bad in this game. Like, horrible. Like, players managing to <clears throat> get through balls all the time. I think at this point, as U.S. fans, we should just hope that Josh Sargent just destroys in the fine Bundesliga next year. Or Verder. After yeah. they're relegated. Uh, League uh, is the, has a season suspended. PSG are announced as champions. Uh, some news from Scottish Premiership. Uh, you can listen to all the controversy about the Scottish Premiership on Football Weekly. We're not going to go through it qu- here, but 
Celtic have been announced as champions. Hearts are relegated. A lot of controversy to go with this because the vote on that, that allowed this to happen had some uh, shenanigans from Dundee United. <laughs> Eredivisie is cancelled with no champion declared. Uh, Ajax and AZ Alkmaar were tied at 56 points. It's kind of surreal to me that I watched Ajax's first game um, in person mm. of the season now. And, and that one kind of made sense because those two teams are tied. Right. Ajax was ahead on goal difference, but at that point, you don't want to, without, with all those games not played, you don't want to give a title on goal difference. Now, right. Liverpool, 25 points ahead, so that'd be fine. Uh, I, is there any other soccer-related stuff you guys would like to share with the people? Um, no, just watch um, The Other Loon every other Saturday. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of weird world we are all in. Uh, we'll keep bringing you podcasts as long as the Bundesliga and other leagues keep playing. Um, oh, um... I do have one more thing. Uh, uh, sometimes guests uh, on the podcast, Shane Hodgson, is working on a soccer tabletop RPG for us to play that he would run as like the game master or GM. Um, hopefully that'll be done soon. I just test him, test him back maybe next week. Um, so look for that in the future. We could be doing that. Um, you know, it's a one-off where we have a lot of fun. Could be a new thing we do. So this yeah. pandemic we have a lot of time to make make believe so just look yeah. for that yeah we'll give you some we'll, we'll talk it over and we'll get you some details about that next week and uh with that why don't we tell the good people where they can find us on twitter sasha you want to start us off yes you can find me at pickup lion that's l-i-o-n i'm at k olson 716 special thanks to tectonics the band that was that does our theme music, the song Lustless. Um, check them out on Bandcamp and SoundCloud and Facebook. Uh, I've seen no live shows coming up anytime soon, but support them, buy the music. You can find me at Spock. You can find this podcast at TW United Fans and on podcast providers everywhere where you can send your uh, your friends to find, uh, find this episode and others. Uh, you can also... Tell them to become subscribers because we always love having more of those. So with that, we bid you adieu for another seven days. See you next week.